Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. And this has been quite a week, hasn't it? I think the CDC has flip-flopped on masks like six times this week, or at least Anthony Fauci has. So much to get to in so little time today. We have four, four, four special guests on the show today. Emerald Robinson of Newsmax is going to be joining us very shortly to talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C. with regard to masks, whether people are swallowing this or not. Clearly, the uh, the GOP, many leaders in the GOP are saying, no, uh, we are not going to go there. They marched into the Senate yesterday, took their masks off, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I would love to see this blow up in Nancy Pelosi's face, and it is. It is. We also have uh, Joe Hoft. He's with the Gateway Pundit, one of the only sites that's really devoting any time at all to election fraud audits in states around the country okay uh also we've got uh, mark reardon friend of mine in st louis missouri he's on 97 uh, fm talk in st louis and st louis last night the uh, st louis county they rejected uh, making people wear masks and people went nuts and then also i think this, the president we're going to call the president this morning donald trump we will call him later in the show President Biden is mulling a federal vaccine mandate, warns of vaccine passports to travel abroad, tells states to offer $100 to bribe people, orders the military to look into making shots mandatory to end the American tragedy of COVID-19. All of this happened yesterday. He had a, uh, of course, rather cloudy presser yesterday. Here he is talking about your kids are going to have to go back in mass. Your kids are going to have to breathe their own poison this fall again. The CDC has provided clear guidance how all schools can safely protect the kids and bring them back to the classroom. Yeah, they were already protected when they went last year back into school because the chances of anybody catching anything from school was proven to uh, be next to nothing. Every student were doing it again, guys. Wear a mask. It's that simple. Every student doesn't have to wear a freaking mask. So we funded safety measures in schools. We vaccinated teachers and staff. And we can mask. And now we're back to square one. All of the good faith efforts you made last year as a person, all of the suffering you did as a business owner, all of the suffering you did as uh, as students, all the suffering you did as parents, uh, it's all back to square one. Why, kids? Because we're knock, knock, knocking on an election year. Up our kids for further protection. But once again, there's one more thing we need to do get more adolescents. Ages 12 and up vaccinated now that they've been cleared. This is just uh, unbelievable. You couldn't go to church last year. You couldn't go to restaurants last year. 
Hundreds of thousands of businesses went out of businesses. People were fined into oblivion for daring to open their uh, their workout facilities or their bars and restaurants. There were never any super spreader events from workout facilities or bars and restaurants. There were never any super spreader events actually at all. Okay, it didn't happen at Lake of the Ozarks last spring. It didn't happen at uh, Sturgis. It didn't happen in Major League Baseball. It never happened. It's always been a gigantic lie. I do take COVID seriously. I don't take this administration seriously. Here is a president threatening all of us with a mandatory vaccine. Vaccinated, and is that a pressure you're trying to harness now? Well, no, I'm not. Look, what I'm trying to do is keep people safe. I mean this sincerely. So, if in fact you're unvaccinated, you present a problem to yourself, <laughs> to your family, and to those with whom you work. Because as pointed out, I was asked the question about why would people who have already been vaccinated get it? Well, you got anywhere from 2 to 3% on average, the last study done. Now, I, I find this hard to believe. They're saying that the unvaccinated are the most likely to transmit a catch. Then they're saying that the vaccinated now transmit more of this new variant than anything. And yet they're letting people by the tens of thousands stream across the border without any sort of vaccine test, any sort of uh, vaccination attempt, and any sort of uh, quarantining them. So either... You don't care about the American citizenry, and if it comes from the South, then spread the virus, that's cool, or you don't believe the BS that you are preaching. President Biden says that we are not returning to lockdowns, shutdowns, and school closures, but he also once said that we didn't have to wear masks anymore once we were vaccinated, so why should Americans trust him now? They shouldn't. Well, because we listen to the scientists, oh, we boy. listen to the expert. This is a public health situation. This is not about politics at all. This is about... <laughs> This is, this is so fantastic. This is so fantastic. Nancy Pelosi says that House members have to wear masks, but Senate members don't have to. How is that not political? Saving lives. And this is what the president... It's about saving lives. ...is all about. He wants to make sure that we are saving lives. Where are all the emergency room footage? Where's the footage for the emergency rooms crowded with tons and tons of people? The hospital wards with tons of people. Uh, none of this adds up, kids. I've said it since last year. None of this adds up. A little bit more from the assistant press secretary. Like I said, we listen to the CDC and the the expert and the and their guidance um, are you know are the, the CDC is a is a body that is very well respected and <laughs> not anymore <laughs> not anymore they want to do it again do you want to live your life like this do you want to live your life like this I ask you this well they don't want to do it in Australia they don't want to do it in Italy they don't want to do it in France they want to try it again here. Let's talk to Emerald Robinson. She works at uh, Newsmax. She is a uh, White House correspondent extraordinaire, and she always has the inside scoop on everything in D.C. Let's see what she's up to today. Good morning, Emerald. How are you? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Sounds like you've got kids in the background. <laughs> I'm moving out of here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a thing I'll be working from my balcony at home. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's, uh, the view is fantastic. You know, the, the view is fantastic. How you been? How's the week been? Good, good. Just, you know, trying to find the truth when it's hard to get the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. So a lot of things going on in Washington, D.C. The CDC is reversing course now saying, and from what I've heard, they are quoting a study out of India with a vaccine that has not been approved for use in America to get everybody to mask up again. What is going on in Washington, D.C., and what is the reaction, Emerald, to people around the city? 
Well, I'll tell you what the reaction is in the press corps, and this is a first, because usually they're right in line, lockstep with uh, the Biden White House, regurgitating their talking points. And this, this week is causing them some cognitive dissonance. Yeah. They are struggling with uh, the messaging they're getting, and even they now are asking for the data wow. and how this <laughs> is justified. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's really quite something to watch because it just hasn't happened yet until now. <laughs> well, normally, yeah. And listen, it, it, it is lockstep. Now, I was watching a little bit of, I don't watch CNN, but I watch highlights. And, you know, they're still marching in lockstep. And they're still saying, like Don Lemon said, if you don't get the vaccine, you shouldn't be able to leave your home, go grocery shopping or anything. Uh, I'm like, you know, that's none of your business. Why are you directing who should be absolutely alienated and stricken from society? because they they're not taking a mandatory vaccination well and there is the data true good data mm-hmm. is kind of difficult to come by yeah and so you have to go to the cdc site sift through it yourself look at where you know state by state comparisons and there are interesting and nuanced trends right in some of the highest vaccinated areas counties in california are experiencing a higher daily rate Mm-hmm. of new COVID cases, mm-hmm. whereas the ones who are below average, the counties below average, aren't, and probably because of density. But then Iceland is also having an interesting trend. It's the most vac- one of the most vaccinated populations in the world, and over 70% for fully vaccinated, and over 80% of people having at least one shot. And now they're seeing a rise in COVID cases where the large majority are vaccinated People, but look, you have to look at hospitalizations and death, and that trend seems to be down. Now, the question is, and what we can't clear, get real clear data on, is how many of these people who are in the hospital or you know dying, which is again, both of those figures are down, um, are vaccinated, and that's where the CDC isn't necessarily when they're out there talking being as honest as if you look at their data there have been you know a higher rate than they're they're saying is out there so there's lots of questions when they're pushing these vaccine mandates about the efficacy of the vaccine you're you know saying you can't participate in regular society with unless you inject yourself with it and when there's questions about its efficacy especially now yeah i think they want to take us back to 2020 jen i i I said this last year i said they're i said this can't happen again this is what they want to do. We got the, uh, the we got the director of the uh, the largest teachers union in America saying, "Well, I don't know if we can send kids back." Are you out of your nut? That's what they want to do. Is that what you're getting at? Is that what you think? It feels like it feels like deja vu. I think it is. I wow. think there's a couple reasons for it. Clearly, they very much want to get people vaccinated. Whether the data suggests it needs to go that direction or not, they, they want vaccination and they want people to be categorized based on vaccination. And we are moving. They're seriously consider, considering vaccine passports like France. Wow. Wow. Just passed this week. That's getting a lot of pushback from the French people. Yeah. They're out there protesting, yeah. um, and that is almost like China's social credit system, right? Which many yeah. of our elites have wanted to move to. Many of our political class think they admire China's social credit system. <laughs> and secondly, we're approaching 2022. Yeah. They're already thinking about 2022, and you have the DOJ trying looking at suing these states who are trying to roll back the lax mail-in voting measures that were put in place 
because of the pandemic, it gave them cover to do that. Yep. The battleground states, ah. they're fighting back against that. And uh-huh. if you have a pandemic still going on, yep. it better justifies wow. massive mail-in vote. Oh, I, I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt that at all. Let's move on. Um, uh, Jen Psaki had a, I, what I would consider to be a disastrous um, uh, presser on Wednesday, and yesterday she was replaced by her deputy uh, press secretary. Uh, yeah, what is going on? Uh, is, is it, well, it, she did have a lousy performance but I also kind of wondered if you were back in the press room on, on Thursday, and that's why she pulled out. <laughs> I was, but she'd already pre-scheduled that she wouldn't be there, so it wasn't necessarily. No, I did pass her Wednesday, and I was going to say hello, and she turned her head and crossed the street. So um, <laughs> she definitely is avoiding me, but this was pre-scheduled. Oh, okay. I think that she is struggling in these briefings, and I even had a couple people this week tell me she's just not in the loop. Like, she gets combative, but part of her not being able to answer questions, the large part is she's no one's telling her anything. They're just throwing her out there, and I've said it before, and it's again confirmed this week from two people. Wow. Unbelievable. So I think she threw I think she threw her deputy out there yesterday. She really struggled. <laughs> she did because none of this makes any sense. Yesterday when there were some uh, dramatic things happening on Capitol Hill, we had a, a bunch of uh, Republican lawmakers say uh, no to the mask mandate, which makes no sense whatsoever that the House of Representatives should mandate masks and the Senate, no big deal. So Marjorie Taylor Greene and a right. bunch of Republicans marched over to the Senate. Uh, what was that like yesterday in Washington, D.C.? How was that greeted? Because people are basically saying, you know what? No. It, it's even being greeted that way by the press. So for once, uh, the press is a little more sympathetic to these uh, conservative Republican lawmakers for taking the stance. I was over at the House the day before yesterday after Nancy Pelosi had instituted this new uh, mandate. And I was walking through the House buildings without a mask. And so were a lot of other people. And I don't think they were just Republican staffers. I really don't, because there were too many people to just be Republicans walking around in the hallways, right? There were some people with masks on, but a lot of people were not adhering to the guidance. Well, you think that people are saying, you know what, we're done with this? Where where does this go from here? What do you think is going to happen, not only with uh, just uh, Capitol Hill, but also the country? Well, I think that... They're even alienating some of their voters and some of their base. If some of the yeah. staffers are not even adhering to the guidance, what does that say about the rest of the country yeah. who yeah. are not politically involved? And they just, the data's not there, so they're not able to message on it. And you have Dr. Fauci, CDC Director, Rochelle Walensky, the President and the Press Secretary all contradicting one another at times. Yeah. And yesterday in his remarks, Biden contradicted himself within two minutes of himself. So he's he's sitting there contradicting himself in real time. (laughs) And as the American people watch this, I think sometimes in this D.C. bubble, they really honestly believe that the American people can't think for themselves. And I know particularly rural Americans, they just they don't think they're very bright. They think, well, they don't, you know, pay that much attention. And they are absolutely wrong. I think they're absolutely wrong. Absolutely I think, I, wrong. I, yesterday I mentioned to the podcast, I think we've kind of reached a boiling point here. Uh, me as a father, I don't want my daughter going back to school having to wear another stupid mask after all that she has been through. Uh, this all sounds very political to me, and now it sounds even more scatterbrained, and it looks like they're, they're grasping at straws to create the narrative that they had in 2020 for a variety of reasons. 
uh, control the election. Um, you know, that's what that's what Nancy Pelosi she's she's telescoping it by saying that House members have to wear masks. That's about her being in control of the House. That's what it's all about. And it sounds like they want to control. do it. Yeah, it is. It's all about control. It's all about broadcasting fear. And it's all about her throwing a little temper tantrum and making her underlings wear masks. And it's a way to punish the Republican Party. And I just, uh, to me, it's just so sickening. And I just think, I think we're at a point where the country's going to say, uh, no, not going to do it. Sorry. So I, I think we'll go the way of France. But anything else, anything else you're working on, Emerald? You know, just still really following this, also following um, the the January 6th defendant. Yeah. The lawmakers who are also protesting the mask mandate for the most part have also went to, uh, they've spent a lot of time this week raising awareness about the conditions and the treatment of January yes. 6th defendants. And I, I've talked to, I said, talked to Senator Rand Paul about it yeah. yesterday. He's one of the few in the Senate, maybe, I only know if he and Ron Johnson who have said anything about this. And I've talked to staffers, and they say their principals, their lawmakers are scared to death to touch it, to ask questions, to ask about the FBI's potential role and involvement and what kind of, you know, infiltration they had done into groups that that we saw, like, in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping conspiracy, that now so much is coming out. Half of those people involved, more than half, were actually working for the FBI, and it wasn't just gathering intel they were they were helped actually conceive the plan from inception yeah, yeah. so that brings the question january 6th and uh so these there's a lot coming out it doesn't get attention in the mainstream media as much it is getting a little bit now though which is interesting. Yeah, well, they, they, they attempted to go into the uh, the prison where the January 6th prisoners are being held, but Matt Gates and others were turned away. They were kicked out. They said they were trespassers. Real quick before we go, where do you suppose this is going? Because it sounds like they're really shining a spotlight on something, and this is going to blow. I think it has to um, because there's just such a disparity in the application of justice. Yes. And if you have a disparity of like that, you no longer have the rule of law. If you don't have the rule of law, you don't have a republic or a democracy. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, Emerald, I, t- I appreciate the uh, the time this morning. Keep fighting the good fight. I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming out and what's going to happen with this new mask mandate and all this nonsense, whether America rejects it or not. Have a glorious weekend with your family, Emerald. You too, Rob. All right. Talk, talk to you soon. See ya. I mean, have you heard what has just been said today? You've got a spokesperson for the president saying that Lockdowns are not out of the question. School closings and lockdowns are not out of the question. They want to bring back 2020. What happened in 2020, guys? Do you remember going to the store and not having any toilet paper? And that might have been a punchline. But then there was no hand sanitizer. Then there was no bottled water. Then the meat counter was empty. Then the store shelves started to be cleaned out. I ordered several months of food from my Patriot Supply it's uh, long-term storage food, lasts up to 25 years. It's quite delicious, actually. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks. 2,000 calories per day if you need it. Right now, restaurants like uh, Chick-fil-A are stocking up on chicken because they know the price is going through the ceiling. Same goes with uh, non-perishables at grocery stores and meat products. You need to go to preparewithnewsmax.com. Save 25% on your four-week kit. Get one for each member of the family. The kids will like the food. The macaroni and cheese is amazing. <laughs> it, re- it really is. But it'll give you 2,000 calories per day for each of your family members. Buy one for each family member. But you got to go to preparewithnewsmax.com for My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the preeminent non-perishable food company in the country. They are. They're the best. They're the best.
They perfected it. These aren't MREs. These are meals. These are foodstuffs that you're going to enjoy if you need them. Prepare with Newsmax.com. 25% off your four-week kit. Joe Hoft and his brother have a wonderful site. It's called the Gateway Pundit. It is one of the few places that are still covering the possibility of election fraud and whether it could overturn the 2020 election. All right. Uh, it's also just a wonderful site. It's a magnificent site. I check it out every day along with a host of others. Let's give Joe a call this morning. Find out what's going on in Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and other states. Hello. Hello, Joe. How are you, my friend? Very good. How are you? I'm glorious, man. I, I got to tell you, you are on my must-read list every single day. Wow. Uh, I've been following the Gateway Pundit for, geez, I mean, for a while. <laughs> and and it's it's go, it's must read stuff, and I think one of the reasons why I like it so much, Joe, is that you are unafraid to uh, go after stories that most of the media is saying no. And and one of those things is uh, election fraud, election irregularities. I think you're leading the online movement. Is that the kind of feeling that you get with regard to other uh, sources online versus the Gateway Pundit? Uh, that's a good question. I, I guess the answer would be yes, because we're really not aware of anybody else that's covering this. Yes. <laughs> Why is that, Joe? Because, you know, uh, listen, I've been flagged so many times, it's not even funny, for just asking basic questions about election irregularity. Right. Uh, and this is right up there with questions about vaccines and masking, too. All of these have been verboten. Why are most other places afraid to go after it? Even conservative sites, you suppose it's because they're afraid of lawsuits? Um, yeah, there's there's certainly um, a lot of intimidation now, especially from the DOJ, uh, threatening people that are you know even wanting to want to mention the word uh, fraud with an election in the same sentence. So I think that's part of it. Um, I think um, yeah, there was some sort of mandate very early on. I mean, we saw it in the media. We we now we now we are totally convinced that the media is just garbage. Uh, yeah. Just the way that they ignored everything after the election, it yeah. was just totally ignored. It was just scary uh, how how horrible their reporting was after the election so we've seen that for a while i guess there's a couple things one so jim is my brother he's he founded the gateway pundit uh, years ago and through a lot of hard work diligence and just a love for what he was doing he's turned that into this monster yeah, uh, of, yeah. a, of a website which is great it's a great platform and then um, I came to play a few years back during the 2016 election. I started writing for him a couple posts a day, but I had a full-time job yeah. um, involving auditing out in uh, in Hong Kong and throughout Asia. And so um, and I was here for this, and I had the skill sets of an auditor. Yeah. And that's what needed to be done here. It's you know just a there's a proper way of, of you know digging through stuff, and and it's the most efficient way. And I brought that skill set to the team here, and, and yeah. I think combined with Jim's big reach and and my um, knowledge of just auditing and, and what to look for, I think we've uh, we, you know we've done a great job. And, yeah, and, uh, I think you guys and also uh, Steve Bannon do a terrific job. Let's let's move into mm-hmm. a couple of things. You broke the story about Arizona, and I'm trying to figure out how 80,000 uh, mail-in ballots that weren't sent out, how that is not headline news. Uh, let's right. just let's just focus a little bit on what you discovered in Arizona. Tell us about Arizona. Right. So, yeah, they, they brought in these auditors, um, and, and it really hats off to the people of Arizona. I think they're the ones that, that made this happen, and they were following the Gateway Pundit, a number of them, and we were reporting on this. And one guy that came up during our reporting early on was this guy named uh, 
Jovan Pulitzer. Yes. Who I'd never, you know, never heard of the guy before, but we we, uh, started seeing what he said he could do. And basically he was saying, don't worry about the machines right now. Let's look at the ballots because the ballots are that's your you know that's your paper evidence that yeah. supports the numbers in the ballot, and he's got ways to identify, uh, you know, if a ballot's not even folded correctly, yeah. uh, that that would indicate fraud. Just because there's certain parameters that these letters that go out, these absentee uh, ballots, they have to be folded a certain way, yeah. and he can determine that. He can look at the ink. He can look at the paper itself and determine if it's a if it's a valid ballot or not, and. Uh, but the team there, the Senate, didn't want to go out with just mention his name, so they hired these cyber ninja guys. But basically, my perception is that they're following his lead in, in how to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of evidence to suggest there's a lot more fraud coming on. So these numbers that came out a week or so ago, it was in front of the Senate. It was kind of an update of where they were at. And uh, as damning as the numbers were that came out, like you mentioned, the 70 some 74,000 ballots that came in and were counted but never were mailed out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things like that. How can that, it, it, you know, obviously that's fraud. That didn't, you know, it, that's just not some sort of magic uh, miracle that happened. There was something very, very wrong there. Uh, now, I've got a couple of other states I want to hit on, including one that I called home for a dozen years, and that is Maryland. But but where does the Arizona audit, uh, where, where does the information stand right now? What's next? Because I had heard, like, rumors of the possibility of them basically um, decertifying the vote in Arizona. W- what's going right. on right now? Well, um, I think that's reasonable. If, if they've got more than 10,000 votes that uh, Biden, uh, you know, supposedly won by, then uh, then yeah, there's, there's cause to... Uh, and especially if it's due through due through fraud, then that yeah. contract's you know no longer binding, and I think that would make sense to decertify uh, the former results. Um, what we know is that the the uh, Maricopa team has fought every every day against this, and they're not providing the routers and some other things that were <laughs> uh, subpoenaed. Um, that is a big issue from an auditing standpoint. Yeah. If somebody does that, then that indicates absolute fraud. Yeah. And, um, uh- so we're going to have that, and we're going to have. I think we're going to have a lot more fraud that's going to come out. Like I said, the ballots that not only uh, you know were uh, maybe they were folded incorrectly, things like that that they know that um, that will come out. It's absolutely going to be a, a shocker. I think when it finally comes out. Let's look at Maryland real quick. Is there are four counties where the number of Democrat voters just went through the ceiling this election versus the last election? Anne Arundel, Carroll, Frederick, and uh, Hartford. Surprising that uh, Montgomery County wasn't in there. Um, a Democrat increase remained marginal throughout the state, one per two percent overall, but between 34 and 37 percent increase in these counties. Can you explain that? Uh, no, nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we saw the same thing in Colorado um, and really the same thing in Arizona's Maricopa County, where yeah. where Biden crushes Hillary's votes from the prior election, yeah. just blows them away. And that's really hard to believe because Hillary had a. A strong following, especially perhaps amongst women, but she was a strong candidate. Biden's not. Nobody's behind him. And so to suggest that uh, all these new votes uh, showed up, especially in Republican counties, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't pass the sniff test. And uh, we saw a similar thing in Colorado we wrote about a while back that uh, an extra 500,000 ballots to uh, Biden over Hillary. And yet the population did not increase that much, and nor did the uh, new Democrats increase that much. So it was, it's, there's, there's pockets that all around the country. 
which would lead to see just one to believe that this was a coordinated effort. I would assume, Joe, that, that it would be incredibly hard for something this gigantic to remain silent forever. There are too many witnesses out there. There are too many moving parts. We already know that a bunch of <clears throat> sworn uh, affidavits have been basically ignored by the media, people who are literally uh, risking a punishment by law for saying yeah. that they saw they saw legitimate voter fraud, and they were immediately discarded by the media, which I find absolutely remarkable. Yeah, and, and thousands, thousands yeah. of these yeah. affidavits, yeah. people just say, hey, what, what, we saw this. I, I really, it would take us a long time to go through them all. Some were just shocking. Well, this isn't Bigfoot one- sightings here, okay? This is not Bigfoot sightings. Those are very rare. If you've, right. got, if you've got thousands of people that <laughs> see, hey, man, uh, here's what I saw, uh-huh. they're just being ignored. It's it's maddening. Yeah. It is. It's shocking and it's really frightening. You know, it's really frightening. This is our country right now, and uh, it's scary if this uh, continues. You know, it's interesting to me because um, Facebook is flagging everything. I don't care if it's your mother's cookie recipe uh, with a vaccination information site. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, the same yeah. with anything, anything about even remotely questioning that maybe there were more votes than people in a district, or maybe mm-hmm. there were apartments being used where hundreds of ballots mm-hmm. were sent. You know, right? <laughs> it's just amazing. Right, and we and we're seeing that kind of stuff. The one that was a uh, real shocker was in Michigan where four different people in affidavits said, hey, uh, we saw a van pull up underneath the uh, building and uh, drop off ballots in the middle of the night. And um, nobody followed up on that. Our FBI's been, this is the scary thing. Our FBI and DOJ, they're gone. Oh, yeah, they of they ignored all of these crimes, the, the major crimes. So what happened is my brother Jim um, uh, reached out to the state of uh, Georgia and to the, uh, in particular, that facility and did a FOIA request. Well, it took him uh, months uh, to get Jim uh, the answer, but Jim asked for all the film related to that building on election night, like between uh, three and five or six in the morning. Yeah. And they charged him a lot of money and um, and they sent it and it was in a form that was difficult to get through. But they did. They found this van in the middle of the night. There is absolute evidence now that, that mm-hmm. there, there was a van and would not just once but twice dropped off ballots underneath the uh, center where they were counting ballots up above they're thinking tens of thousands of ballots and it's a shame that uh, you know an, an a writer and founder of the gateway pundit is the one who gets the video that that we didn't have the doj or fbi you know wow. and, at least inspect this and you know here's a key point that i've pointed out on some other interviews is uh you know i, I mentioned i used to be an auditor I've, I've done audits around the world. I've uh, attended a number of audit committees of the board of directors and um, in various locations. And um, we had a rule at a major U.S. corporation, which is, and I think most corporations are this way, if there's any instance of fraud, then you need to bring that up to the to the board of directors and the audit committee of the board of directors. Yeah. They need to know, and they didn't care if it was a dollar or 5000 or 50000 or $5 million fraud. They wanted to know about it. And so the thing that's so shocking is we had fraud all over the place, like these guys carting ballots into the building in Detroit in the middle of the night. And the FBI didn't inspect one thing. Yeah. If it was a U.S. corporation, they'd be all over that. 
That'd yeah. be the biggest topic at the board of directors. What's going on here? Well, I, I think that we need to. You know? <clears throat> I think we need to drain the swamp. Not only drain the swamp, but we need to we need to uh, pave it over. Uh, the FBI, the DOJ, <laughs> the um, IRS, all of them. They are so ungodly, ungodly yeah. corrupt. Right. And I, I use this analogy the other day. Think about this. If you look at the tale of two cities, you know you got in Washington D.C. You have the bourgeois and the proletariat. Nancy Pelosi has a twenty-four thousand dollars freezer with twelve dollars per pint ice cream. Uh, the rest of us have to wait ten months to get a six hundred dollars check after having our businesses go out of business. And now apparently we have a Bastille that has political prisoners from January the 6th. So I don't think this is going to end well for the Democrats. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> this is not uh, going in the right direction. And, you know, it comes down to the truth. And, you know, you can you can bend it as much as you want, but eventually, it's you know, you can't break it. And it's true. Joe, Joe, what's, what's the explanation for why the battleground states stopped voting counting simultaneously they said that there was a water main break in in atlanta which did not happen that was a lie they stopped and then the next morning enormous amounts of ballots overwhelmingly in favor of joe biden sometimes up to 100 percent to nothing came in so what yeah. is the what's the reason right it's a great question and um yeah all these states synchronized at the same time yeah. and various things happen <laughs> um like the van underneath the building or in in um Fulton County, yeah. locking the doors, keeping the uh, any observers out, and shoving uh, ballots through uh, these tabulating machines as fast as they could, two and three times, yeah. in, you know, uh, on, on certain batches. So, um, crazy stuff happened there. Uh, the the Look Ahead America executive uh, or uh, organization, Voter Integrity Project, found 157,000 illegal ballots in Wisconsin. That seems to be the next front on this, including people who claim indefinitely confined status. I'd like you to quickly explain that. Um, Absentee ballots cast in names of voters, all sorts of the chicanery. You don't need to go through all seven points, but just give me a couple of what's going on in Wisconsin. Yeah. um, Finally, it looks like they're going to move ahead with forensic audit. So similar to what was done in Arizona, they're going to start looking at the ballots. That's my understanding. And in our in our prayers, we you know hope that happens because that's how we're going to find this fraud. The indefinitely confined uh, was a certain instrument that was um, approved by the legislature about eight years ago, maybe ten in Wisconsin. It was for people that were really really in bad shape that had a hard time even getting around they called them indefinitely confined sure. that they could sign up and then there was a way that they could uh, easily um vote they didn't need to provide uh, an id either yeah and so the first few years that they did this the, their population was only in the thousands by hillary by 2016 there were 60,000 people in wisconsin that signed up to be uh, indefinitely confined yep. by this election it, ra- it rose to 260,000 <laughs> so there's an additional 200,000 people that consider themselves indefinitely confined and and the courts ruled that you cannot consider yourself that if you're if due to covid so um a number of these, a number of these, those votes are garbage, and um, nobody's ever really gone through them all. And said, um, you know, what's what's good and what's bad. Uh, there's absentee problems there as well. Facebook yeah. had these uh, uh, ballot drop boxes all over the country, but yeah. specifically in these swing states, spent half a billion dollars yeah. in these swing states. We the, really that, don't know where, what the money. That's went remarkable that a company that a company could do that. That is, to me, that is an oligarch-shaping election. That, to me, is electioneering, and it needs to be investigated. And it should, if not, if it's not illegal now, it needs to be uh, made so. I have had uh, uh, Doug Mastriano several times on from Pennsylvania. We'll wrap things up with Pennsylvania. What have you heard coming out of Pennsylvania? It's, a, again, another exciting move. So it looks like they're going to go ahead with the forensic audit, similar to Arizona. 
And of they, they initially selected three counties, uh, two perhaps red counties, uh, smaller ones, and then the third county is Philadelphia, Oof. where for forever there's been voter fraud, and it's known, and it's all, maybe even almost laughed at. It's so bad, like Chicago. There's, you know, <laughs> yeah. a few years ago, I think when Romney ran, there was like a vote, higher voter turnout than there was, you know, registered voters. Of course, so. Philadelphia is just a mess. Yeah. And um, so they're going to audit that as well. And that's really great news because that we, you know, that was where the kit, you know, they didn't allow uh, Republican observers in while they were counting, which was, you know, shocking. That was against the law. They were prevented from going in force, forcefully prevented. And what should have made that whole uh, audit or that whole election void in the first place. That yeah. and, and yet they certified their results there. Um, just shocking. I think they'll find a lot. Here's here's another point I'd like to make, too, is that sure. all these big cities should take advantage of this time and be audited. So Chicago, St. Louis, New York, L.A., these big cities that have traditionally had, you know, horrible results, shocking results that nobody can figure out. They need to be audited. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we really need to get to the bottom of this because this is this is the, you know we're finding this is the root of, root of the democracy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the election, and if it's if it's broken, you're going to have a broken everything, and that's what we're seeing now. Since you guys are kind of leading the the front with regard to uh, election fraud, where everybody else is abandoning it for whatever reason, and and a lot of media outlets are saying, you know, you really shouldn't go there because it'll just destroy your traffic, it'll destroy your ratings. Uh, what has happened to Gateway Pundit since you have said, no, you know what, screw that, we're going after voter fraud? Yeah. Um, the numbers have been out of this, out of the world. Uh, they've been very, very positive, as well as comments like from individuals like you that have just really given us a pat on the back for charging forward. Um, it's uh, it's the biggest issue in a, of our lifetime, and that's how we look at it. Yeah. I mean, nothing's been bigger, and um, this is just um, it needs to be addressed, and we need to get to the bottom of it. And so we're going we're going to continue to to share those stories as they come up, and every day we're coming up with new stories. Um, yeah. And, you know, you just shake your head at some of this stuff. So it's, it's been good for us. It's been a terrible, you know, situation for the for the country, but the numbers have been great. Right now, the Gateway Pundit is getting, I'll say, uh, almost averaging 3 million hits a day. Wow. And um, that puts uh, the Gateway Pundit as one of the largest websites, period, in the U.S. So uh, we're really proud of that, yeah. and we're going to, yeah. you know, continue to do our best to, you know, to get to the truth, get to the bottom of this what, Just one more thing. What, what sort of warning shots are you getting fired over your bow? What sort of headwinds do you face um, people who are uh, fighting against you? Yeah, we've, we've been threatened by, uh, <clears throat> we've been threatened by a few entities um, to date. Um, there's uh, been others that have uh, sued the gateway pundit over the years uh, with frivolous charges, I would believe in state, but um so there's that. We, Jim's been, you know, Gary Punt's been taken off Twitter. Facebook traffic's like zero. Everything's yeah. blocked. Yeah. You know, all of that. But in, in spite of that, the site continues to grow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, through word of mouth and et cetera. And it's just people coming directly to the site now. Yeah. And um, so that's all good because, you know, the, the pundit is not dependent upon uh, other entities uh, for its traffic. So it's been a it's been a challenging time. But uh the movement goes forward. What can we do to help? I um, mean, you, know, you got to pay the bills. Yeah, well, I just think uh, encourage, uh, you know, like I appreciate what you're doing today. Uh, just encourage people to come to the side. I will. Um, I will. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're, we're going to keep sharing the truth. I guess another thing I can mention uh, ne- next uh, two weeks I'm gonna, or a week and a half or so, I'm going to start a radio program, uh, 93.3. It's a local 
talk news uh, channel in St. Louis. So oh, nice. I, well, I, listen, Godspeed, brother. And if I'm in St. Louis, let's look each other up. And in the meantime, you yeah. have uh, I would love to have you on the podcast again and again and again, you and your bro, okay? Great. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks right. a lot. All right, Joe, talk to you. Okay, bye. All right, there you go, Joe Hoff from uh, the Gateway Pundit. is uh, must-see website every single day. We're going to talk to my friend Mark Reardon, speaking of St. Uh, Louis Radio, in just one second. He uh, has, there's much insanity going there. St. Louis County said no mass the other, uh, last night actually people voted. Now there's a St. Louis County commissioner who says, no, nah, we're going to go ahead and keep it. Okay. But uh, well, in case you didn't know, and, and you maybe heard there just a second, we have, we have a tale of two cities going on. I started talking about this when Barack Obama was the president. I said that we have a bourgeois and a proletariat. We have people who have gone to Washington, D.C. and become incredibly rich, not building anything, not creating anything, but being a part of the swamp. Joe Biden is a prime example of that. Nancy Pelosi, a prime example of that. She is Marie Antoinette. She sat in front of her $24,000 freezer and ate $12 per pint ice cream while you had to wait for $600 for the government when your business went out of business. You had to wait 10 months to get any help. When the government told you your business had to shut down or your church had to shut down or your kid's school had to shut down. Now, to add to the tale of two cities, there is a officially a Bastille in Washington, D.C., where January 6th protesters are being held. Nobody is being held on the count of sedition. Nobody is. And yet there are people being held for six months, sometimes in solitary confinement. Matt Gates and several Republicans decided to go to the Bastille yesterday, and they were kicked out. They were locked out. Florida Representative Matt Gates is currently locked out of the D.C. Correctional Facility. This is, oh, let's see if they lock him out too. I, I, How can I'm you, an attorney is here to visit his client and they have locked him out from seeing his client. Unbelievable. Here is Matt Gates with a, uh, a statement after the visit. Every day in America, people are locked in prison. It's not every day that people are locked out of a prison, which is what happened to multiple members of Congress today. We have two principal responsibilities, to appropriate funds and to conduct oversight. How does the Biden administration expect us to participate in the representative republic? Because they don't want you to. When they deprive us of access to information that would inform our oversight work and our appropriations decisions. The questions we've asked, have gone unanswered for months, and they fall into two principal categories. First, are their defendants, as a consequence of their conduct on January 6th, being deprived of access to potentially exculpatory evidence? We have seen that the FBI has a history of animating criminal conduct. That is precisely what happened in Michigan, and it may be what happened on January 6th. Meaning they have uh, people planted in to set people up, uh, like the uh, the plot against Governor uh, Whitmer in the state of Michigan. There was one guy in a group, and they went and they infiltrated this one guy and got some other people to join along. But actually, the, the FBI uh, participants in the plot were greater than the number of people who were kind of in on it. Okay, so it's a giant setup. It's a put on. It's a shakedown in the words of the who. As well, to answer that question, we need access to the 14,000 hours of videos that Congressman Gosar has continuously called for. Yeah, where are all the uh, videos from the most videotapes? Uh, building in the country. It's all gone. It's all being held. And there's a point where you have to realize you're being played. 
you're being played, folks. Um, I mentioned my friend Mark Reardon last night. St. Louis County is, uh, they said no to the mask mandate. And uh, today, I guess one commissioner is saying, yeah, but there's a lot of other stuff, a lot of violence and awfulness going on in St. Louis, a place that I actually have done a lot of radio. Let's call my friend Mark. See what's happening in St. Louis. So, well, welcome, yeah. to the, welcome to the show, Mark. Good to have you on, man. Hey, how are you? I'm good. What the hell's going on in St. Louis? <laughs> well, it's a little, yeah, it's a little crazy here. And once again, we're getting a little national attention for yeah. the uh, the mask mandate. And, you know, one thing that uh, I just want to make clear, like for the listeners, St. Louis City and St. Louis County are separate. It's kind of a weird deal. So yeah. the city of St. Louis doesn't really uh, encompass anything in the county of St. Louis. There's mask mandates in both. But, yeah, things got real hot here the other night. Look. Rob, the bottom line is this order, and I'm speaking specifically of St. Louis County because the city order might be different, but it's an illegal order, the mask mandate is. They've admitted it. There's no way to enforce it. So basically all it is is a cosmetic order telling business owners they have to have, you know, a requirement for masks indoors when they really don't have to have that requirement because there's no teeth in this ordinance whatsoever. But that left everyone confused. Business owners don't know what to do. Residents don't know what to do, so it's a little bit of a mess here right now. Yeah, well, I saw the uh, I saw the uh, footage from the meeting the other night where it was announced that the mass mandate would not stand, and people went bananas. And then I see this yeah. morning. Then I see this morning that the St. Louis County Health Director claims that he faced racism at that meeting. So he's using the race card of all things. Yeah, this well, is just sickening. Right. But go ahead. It's ridiculous. It's re- so here's what happened. Yeah, that got hot the other night. So he's getting a lot of uh, you know questions posed to him, not only from the audience, but look, this is a mainly Democrat board here in St. Louis County, in the county council, and they wanted answers, too. And Faisal Khan is controversial because he's not a practicing physician. He doesn't have an active medical license. He's an epidemiologist. He was trained in medicine. But when he walked out, so here's a couple of things, Rob. When he walks out of that room, this is on video. There's nobody bumping and shoving into him because we would know that security escorted him from the room. He makes allegations of racism that have not been proven at all whatsoever. But here's what's been proven. When he leaves that room, he flips off a bunch of people. And at first, there was cover in the mainstream media here, the TV stations, no one wanted to admit that happened. He finally had to admit that it happened. So he did that. And, yes, he has pulled the race card now. No <laughs> doubt about it. This is funny. And, and so have the squad with regard to the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package that they want passed. It's unbelievable. You know you're losing the argument when you pull the racism card. I can introduce you to Democrats who are just as outraged by some of this nonsense going on here as, you know, a conservative talk show host or someone on the right. And they don't want to see it because their narrative is fixed. Now, I just talked to Emerald Robinson with Newsmax, and uh, there was a great deal of uh, blowback with regard to CDC mandates of wearing masks, even if you are vaccinated. Do you feel like we've reached a boiling point that we've reached a line of demarcation with regard to government control and people are just saying, you know what, we'd rather live with the threat of the possibility of COVID than, than losing our lives. Yes, uh, absolutely. Because, good. look, yeah, I, and I've too. taken this seriously from the very beginning. I've never called it just a flu. I've known people who yep. have been, you know, they've had their ass kicked by this thing. But there's no credibility. And the bottom line is, if you're vaccinated in particular, this pandemic is over right now. Mark, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Mark Reardon, KFTK, at Mark Reardon, KFTK on the Twitter, if you will. You check that out. <laughs> All right, man. Have a safe weekend. Try not to get shot, okay? <laughs> Rob Carson, awesome to chat with you. Thank you, Rob. All right, see you, buddy.
Okay, a couple more things before we go today. And by the way, if you get a chance to subscribe to the Apple Podcast, uh, the Newsmax Daily with me, that would be huge. Otherwise, there are 50 digital platforms it's available on. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the details on that. couple more things before we go. This is interesting. Emerald Robinson posted this on Twitter. This is what I was screaming last year. This apparently is a man from Canada, of all places, last year. Listen to what he has to say. Don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell I'm not saying that you, you should not take the vaccine. That is your business. For some people, it is a great thing. All right. I'm not I'm not saying anything about the vaccine. You want to do it? Go for it. Yeah, sorry. The vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask. Still got to get contact traced this week. Still have all the restrictions and social distancing and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel. Your business was closed. They took your rights and freedoms. They forced the vaccine on you. And what happened? The same amount of people died. Everything is the exact same. And now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August, and September, getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of. And wow. it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month. $300 extra dollars a week for unemployment. Because they closed your business on you. Now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of a middle class, we have the government, upper class. Proletariat. And the lower class dependents. That Bourgeoisie. Rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class. Whoa. He hit the nail on the head. Hey, let's call the uh, former president of the United States, shall we, real quick? See what he's up to. Good morning, Mr. President. How are you? Good morning, Rob. I'm doing fantastic. It's a great Friday. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm living here in the heartland, and uh, I kind of disappointed the, you know, the empty stands and everything, and all the, you know, political grandstanding and all that nonsense. What do you, what do you think about the Olympics, sir? Well, I have to say, the Olympics have been, quite frankly, a disgrace, okay? Fans were told they're not supposed to go. They told you're not supposed to go. Imagine that. You're watching the Olympics. It's supposed to be something the entire world is watching. And they're told they're not supposed to go. Empty stands. And yet, it would have been more people than Sleepy Joe has ever gotten out to a rally. It's amazing. <laughs> really incredible. What about the uh, some of the events? You know, there's a lot of political correctness going on, a lot of wokeism over there. Have you noticed anything different? Well, listen, I don't know if you know this, but uh, this year at the Olympics, they've added a bunch of new events for the woke crowd. They're talking about woke, and it's really fantastic, the new events that they've added. When you're looking at it, you talk about the gender pronoun Olympics, okay? Oh, okay. What they do is they show the athletes, they show the people competing, and they have to choose the correct pronoun without offending them or looking at their Twitter bio, <laughs> believe it or not, because they have the pronouns listed. Gotcha, gotcha. So they have to choose the right, they have to choose him, her, 
he, him, they have to choose it without offending them. It's not easy. Something that I loved watching was also the most oppressed, okay? They're talking about who's the most oppressed. This gotcha. is the athlete with the most boxes checked. They have a scorecard. Gotcha. And they're not allowed to have any white people or Christian people or straight men in the event. Everybody <laughs> else, obviously. <laughs> So, so the most boxes checked. I hear China's in the lead with an amputee, uh, androgynous, bisexual, transgendered uh, person, but that's just a rumor that I heard. Any other? Any other? Did it break out? Yeah, break out. In any other woke uh, sports that we should watch out for? Well, there's the national anthem meal event. Okay, oh. You're watching athlete, athletes are played snippets of several national anthems, and they have to choose. Which one is their national anthem the fastest? And then they hit the ground so hard. <laughs> and they have a competition for who can stay on the ground the longest, okay? Who yeah. can stay down the longest? It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they don't need any help up like uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, in the, with her kente cloth on. Um, what about, uh, like, uh, you know, the Winter Olympics would be coming up. Don't you suppose there might be uh, some new woke athletic events there? Absolutely. So I heard that there's going to be an event called the Biggest Snowflake, okay? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Biggest Loser, except you're talking about it. What happens is the athletes are shown words, or they're shown people, or they're shown images that might offend them. And what happens is the first athlete to get to their safe place is the winner, believe it or not. They have to get to the safe place fast. Without having their hair go on fire or their face melting off, they have to get to the safe place. Let's talk a little bit about the January 6th commission going on in Washington, D.C., kind of a show trial. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, you have uh, little Adam Kinzinger, oh, okay? Yeah. And you have Shifty Schiff, okay? We've seen what he did before. Mm -hmm. The greatest actors in the world. If anybody deserves an Emmy, it's not Andrew Cuomo. It's one of those two, okay? Give them an Emmy. Give them an Oscar. Yeah. I've known Oscar for a long time. Give them an Oscar. They're fantastic <laughs> actors. And I haven't seen that much crying. When you think about it, they were crying. They were crying a river. Since Hillary Clinton's victory party in the Javits Center, there was more tears at the commission than there was at Hillary Clinton's party, which is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you think about Liz Cheney, she's polling now at negative 47. That's lower than any rating the fake news media even gave me, when you think about it. Oh, yeah. That's a lower rating than Barron gave broccoli when he was four. You know, no four-year-old <laughs> likes to eat the broccoli, but we said you have to eat it. You have to grow up to be big and strong. Now look at him. Oh, God, Seven feet tall. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about the CDC wants us to put masks on again. Well, they want us to go back. I said, you can't go back. The CDC and little Anthony Fauci have had more flip-flops, quite frankly, than a Jimmy Buffett concert or IHOP, when you think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're insisting that people who have been vaccinated, now they have to wear a mask as a precaution. That's like saying, you're out of the car, okay? You're out of the car. Picture, you're out of the car. And you still have to wear a seatbelt, okay? How is that possible? Doesn't make any sense. Wearing a seatbelt still out of the car, or you're requiring guys to wear condoms all the time, even though they're celibate. Yeah. They're not doing anything, but they still have to wear it. It doesn't make any sense, and it's a real shame. All right, Mr. President, thanks for your time today. Have a great weekend, okay? Thank you so much. I'm here on the 15th hole. we got a lot of golf left to play. Believe me, it's a fantastic time. All right. That is Sean Farish. He is uh, an extraordinary Trump impersonator out of uh, New York, out of Long Island, New York. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Um, just want to remind you,
Preparewithnewsmax.com. Go to My Patriot Supply. Order a uh, a one month supply of non perishable food for you and your family. Okay. I just want to mention also one other thing. Today would have been my mother's ninety second birthday, July thirtieth, nineteen twenty nine. She was born. Bonnie, you are missed. You are missed. And we will celebrate your memory at our family reunion tomorrow. God love you, Mother. All right. I will talk to you soon. If you get a chance to, subscribe to the Newsmax Daily on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review if you would. And also watch my show, Then the Rob Carson's What in the World. It airs five times now between uh, Saturday and Tuesday, 9 o'clock Saturday night Eastern, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. God bless our military. God bless our police. God bless you. Remember Ashley Babbitt. Remember my mother, Bonnie. And above all, people, don't catch the stupid. See ya Monday. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.